Are you ready to create and grow the impactful and profitable business you've been dreaming of? It's all possible. A bigger audience, more impact, and a new revenue stream. We'll show you how. I'm Jenny Barcelos. And I'm Sandy Connery. And this is the Soulful MBA Podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 51 of the Soulful MBA Podcast. Today's episode is called Right. W-R-I-T-E, right. I'm Jenny Barcelos, and I'm joined with my co-host, Sandy. Hey, Sandy. Hi, Jenny. Hi, everybody. Hey, everybody. We're going to talk about writing and creating content and putting your voice out into the world. And this episode, I think, is long overdue, and it also involves us correcting ourselves. We had spoken against blogging and writing in the past in our community because we thought it was not the most important thing folks should do. And we've, over the past six to nine months, had a little bit of a change of heart. Yeah, I actually think for me, it started when we were at the ConvertKit conference, and there was a number of speakers who, what they do is write. And um, that really made me think about what we've said in the past and even for our own business. Um, And then, of course, um, Nathan Berry is one person that we love and adore. And he wrote an entire book about uh, making yourself an authority by writing. And that's kind of where I turned the corner, like maybe we should reexamine this topic. I always have been either a blogger and or a fan of reading blogs or both for the past decade or so. And so there's always a part of me that like aches to fill that role. And we certainly have a blog, but it's not, you know, it's not like super personal. It's a more technical blog for our software company. Um, But again, with the invention on our parts of this podcast, we started, I think, to put out a more personal content that would, for many people, come out in the form of a blog. And so when we're talking about writing in this episode, we're talking about creating content more loosely. So for some people, that's going to be having a podcast or a YouTube channel um, or a blog. But for many of us, it's going to start with writing. And even for us with our podcast, we every single week, we have a commitment now to create two episodes worth of content. And it involves a substantial amount of writing. We come up with ideas in the form of Trello cards. And we have a whole system of creating checklists for joys and hustles and then outlining our notes for our conversations. Um, And it all starts with writing something down. And so we never almost ever come to the microphones without some sort of pre-written content already identified. And that's the same thing that you would do if you were outlining a blog post or outlining content for a YouTube video. So we just are really here to talk about the process of creating content and building your authority in your niche and in your market as an expert um, in order to help grow your business and grow your following online. Yeah that was going to be my next point is that the reason that you want to put out this consistent content, whether it's video or writing, is that you want to be the go-to person for your niche market, for them to look to you to learn something. And the more consistent and the more that you write, uh, whether it's daily or weekly, uh, you're going to grow your audience. And so when you go to launch something or when you go to, you know, open the doors to something, then ultimately it will come out in higher sales. Yeah, higher sales, a bigger following, you know, whatever it is that you're trying to create out in the world with your business or your enterprise, uh, you can build that and grow that through writing and content creation. So, you know, in our Soulful MBA course, we have a whole 
video module on blogging where we talk about reasons not to blog. And I still think a lot of those hold true. So I, I just wanted to bring that up for those of you who've been through Soulful MBA and have heard me in particular speak about this and against this. What I have found in the past few years is that a blog is a really big commitment and it can be in some ways a distraction from creating content to sell. And I think that there's a fine balance here. And this is sort of where I'm willing to step back and say, I, I, I take a little bit back, a little bit of emphasis back away from what I had said earlier, because um, I think now there's the opposite. Like we have a whole bunch of people who are producing content for sale who haven't yet established themselves publicly as authorities in what they're selling and promoting. You've got to find a good balance. You can't just jump out into the internet and start to sell something without having any credibility. And at the same time, you don't want to spend two years blogging every day before you have something to sell or an opt-in to get people onto your email list either. So like, like you've, you've got to kind of think for yourself and figure out where that happy medium is. But I will say... For almost everyone in our community that came to us and said, like, should I have a blog or not? I used to always say no. And now I'm starting to say yes, um, because I think that blogging is making a comeback in a lot of ways. And I think really strong blogs are incredibly valuable in a sea and a cacophony of kind of useless material that you can find online. If you're if you're like putting your heart into it and you're creating valuable content, I think that there's definitely room for your voice. And I want to emphasize that you do not need to be a world-renowned expert on whatever topic you choose to write about. Wherever you are right now is probably just fine for you to start writing and teaching whatever material you're teaching on. I think a lot of people get hung up. They may feel comfortable, you know, you know, for example, our non-stream teachers, they feel, may feel comfortable creating a course and teaching whatever it is they teach in person online, but they may not feel comfortable having a weekly blog on a particular topic because they haven't learned enough or they don't have enough certificates or letters behind their name or enough, you know, hours coaching or whatever it may be. And I think it's really important to emphasize that when that little voice comes up into your in your head that's like, who am I to write something or to write a book or to write a weekly blog? Um, I don't really have anything to say. There's everybody has said it prior to me. Like somebody said it. Somebody there's already multiple blog posts on it, um, and I just want to say that that that's okay. And that again your voice is not out there in the mix, that it's totally fine if someone else has written it. You're going to come and write and tell the story and do the teaching with your own values and your own perspective and your own, you know, stories and examples. And that may just really click with somebody who maybe has heard it before from somebody else, but it didn't quite click. Um, so, you know, your voice is valued and needed and you do not, absolutely do not need to be the, the expert before you start teaching and writing consistently. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, one of the things that we wanted to talk about is Nathan Berry's book, which is going to be the hustle for today, which we'll get into at the end. Um, we're talking about Nathan a lot in this episode because he's he's who inspired this topic in us and his conference is what inspired this topic in us. But he has on his website this entire section that says, but I'm not an expert. And and he's it's like he, it's a rebuttal that he hears from people when he encourages them to start a blog or start writing ebooks. And he says, neither am I, at least not in the traditional sense. I don't have a PhD in marketing or design and I don't travel the world 
myself giving lectures, all things you would typically associate with experts. But I have designed a lot of websites and applications over the years and learned a lot in the process. And um, he says, I'm not at the top of my field, but I'm also a long ways from the bottom. And I, and I just want to point out here that for many people, you having some expertise in something is better than you being the world's leading expert in that topic. I mean, uh, there are exceptions to this. If you're, you know, an astrophysicist or a brain surgeon or something like you, like you want to have, <laughs> you want to hear from, or if you're looking for one of those people to work with you, you want to have the world's expert teaching you that or serving you in some way, right? But for many of us, if we're trying to learn from someone, if, if that person is so deep in their field and such like a lifelong expert at that particular topic area, it's actually quite hard to relate to them or even to learn from them because I know this from like my background in climate change. When I would start to speak about climate change, like I would speak so far over people's heads. Like I had to learn when I started giving public talks, I had to like, like learn how to speak to the room and learn how to speak from a, a place of not having expertise because otherwise it, it I wasn't a good communicator what I was saying wasn't being met with understanding so for you if you have just started to learn something that's more than a lot of people right and you documenting your own learning experience is often the most helpful way to a master what you are learning and also b bring people along with you um, who are just a step or two behind because you're relatable you're speaking their language still you're not populating your blog posts or your videos with jargon um, and it's an incredibly powerful tool to sort of take people on a learning journey with you when you're just a few steps ahead and they can imagine themselves being two steps ahead you know where you are but they can't necessarily imagine being light years ahead it just seems impossible there's too much of a leap of faith there for them to to follow you won't keep their attention so yeah i absolutely agree jenny that if you're learning something and you're going through a process and on your journey just to share that and um, i think that really resonates with the readers yeah it's one of my favorite things to do actually if i'm trying to learn something to read a how-to post where it was someone documenting their own experience figuring it out and um, that's always my favorite thing so i've embarked on a coding journey in recent months and i love reading blog posts from people who are also learning or teaching themselves to code so i'm trying to, to like get better at certain coding skills and for me rather than like going to read some technical manual in GitHub that somebody posted, it's much easier for me to read an experiential blog post from someone who's like troubleshooting the same thing as me in the same time. And the only reason you're reading that blog post is because you they are writing about it. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. Right. So there may be better teachers out there or someone who knows a little bit more, but they're not writing, so they're not accessible by you. So I think that's a, a huge point is that you're only going to be known and visible if you start doing the work and doing the writing so people can access you. Yeah. And like, let's just give one more example so that folks don't think that we're just like pulling this out of nowhere. So for example, this week we put out a blog post that was all about lighting your videos. So it was like how to light yoga videos on the cheap because that's the, t the title that scores high for SEO. <laughs> that was not my first choice title, but it scores well for SEO. So like, are, Sandy, are we experts at lighting and videography? No, but we're more expert at it than almost anyone in our community because we've been building this business for years that involves videography, right? And so, you know, when I started this company, I felt so insecure with giving any advice about videography in particular. And it's a huge part of what our 
our clients have to do to be successful using our platform. But I felt like who on earth am I to give any advice at all about videography, whether it's lighting or sound or anything. And then, you know, so I, we outsourced this, we hired experts who are videographers or filmmakers to, to teach this content. And and we do provide that, but I also you know, realized how useful it was for us to be able to answer those questions. Because in the process of four years, we've played with a lot of lighting and a lot of audio equipment ourselves, and we've troubleshot these issues already with a number of our clients. And we do know something now. Like, I do know how to get rid of backlighting and shadows. And so I feel like now we have the authority and the confidence to put out a blog post about lighting for videos um, whereas, you know, two years ago, I would have felt like totally fraudulent putting something out like that. And and the way the reason that we can do that is because we're learning and we're growing and we're talking about it and, and making videos about it and making webinars about it and writing blog posts about it. And every single time you put out a piece of content and do research and experiment, you're learning more and you're developing your expertise. So do you want to talk about a couple different places that people, if they choose to write, we've got some ideas of where they can put their writing in addition to the obvious, which is their blog. Okay, so the first place that we suggest that you can put your writing out publicly besides your own blog is medium.com, which is a blogging platform. Like, I don't know if it's a social media platform or a blogging platform at this point, but it's basically a hybrid, right? And we cross-publish almost all of our blog posts to Medium at this point, um, just to get, you know, help other folks find it and access the information if it might be helpful to them. So if you don't have your own website with a blog, so you don't have a WordPress site or a Squarespace site set up with a blog, but you still are interested in taking on a writing project, Medium is a really easy way to do that. You don't have to have any coding skills at all. You don't have to have any understanding of how to use a platform like WordPress. And you can get started by signing in with your Facebook account in two seconds and start writing. Like you literally write a title, everything's formatted beautifully, and then you just start writing. And you can include links and pictures. Um, And if you're not familiar with Medium, it's a really great way to get your content discovered. I have a, a link to a post that helps you get discovered on Medium as well, which I'll include in the show notes. But that's one great resource if you don't have your own blog already. You should always use your own platform if you have it. This podcast is brought to you by the Namastream software platform. Namastream is a tool designed to help you teach, train, and coach from anywhere on the planet. If you're a wellness professional looking to take your business to the next level, you can learn more at namastream.com. I think, Jenny, it's worth telling the story about Medium um, and the whole zebra movement because um, this group of women published a manifesto on Medium and it inspired a whole movement and a conference which we just came, came back from. A pair of startup founders, female startup founders, published an article like a year and a half ago or something called Sex and Startups that got that went viral. And then they they, along with a couple of other people, published a follow up manifesto called Zebras Fix with Unicorns Break, which is all about analyzing the problems with the current startup ecosystem and what could be done to fix it and what kind of other 
business models and economic models are out there. And um, it's a it's a piece that we both discovered and it spoke to us. And it's in in a way created this entire social movement around a new kind of business and a new kind of economy that we're an p- active part of now. And it's super exciting. And it started with a blog post that went viral. And I mean, I think the manifesto, I just checked it. It's like 1300 words. It's not even, it's like so short, right? It's like a very reasonable average length blog post that is very well written and researched and articulated very well but it was able because of a platform like medium to to go viral and spread like wildfire across the internet and now has created an entire social movement which is super exciting not that that happens for every post right but that's what's possible when you put your ideas out into the world Yeah, I'm not sure that that would have happened if they had just published it on their own little blog. I think a a big part was Medium and the way that they you can share and, you know, tag what kind of areas you want to follow, like different topic areas and stuff. So that is really cool. Yeah, it's so cool. The other areas you can think about are, you know, different like print magazines. That's an option as well, but also online. So like Mind Body Green is an example or Huffington Post. Elephant Journal. Yeah, Elephant Journal. There's so many and they're always looking for content. And we're going to give you a link of how to get published in Huffington Post. So that may help a couple steps just to see what what's involved. If you have an existing blog post, you can take an existing one, tweak it a little bit and submit it to these kind of publications. So yeah, just think about that. And then there's, of course, there's trade, you know, specific trade journals that whatever your your niche market is, they probably have um, a publication um, that you can also offer your writing to as well. Yeah. And also just guest blogging on other people's blogs. So you could do a swap with a friend or a colleague, or you could, if there's a, a blog that you love and you followed for years and years, you could always submit a piece of writing to that blog if they allow for guest posts. So there are a lot of ways to get your writing out into the world as a blogger. Um, and then there's also writing an ebook. And so the hustle for today is Nathan Berry's book, Authority. And that's essentially a handbook on how to write a digital book, an ebook, which you can, of course, sell on the Namastream platform if you are so inclined. And once you've written a handful of blog posts, comprehensive blog posts, you can then turn those into an ebook, which you can sell. So people are often like, how do I write an ebook or why, what do I make different about an ebook, something I sell versus my regular blog post? Well, often an ebook is a collection of blog posts that's organized, you know, with an introduction and a conclusion that you can then sell for real money. And it's worth it for people to buy that. Like I buy ebooks all the time because I don't want to have to sit there and like search around for the blog posts in order that I want to read them. And I want to have something that I can print really easily that's not going to have a bunch of comments on the bottom, you know, like it's worth it for me to pay a little bit of money in order to have the ease of use of an ebook. And so th- you can think about, you know, starting to write and what you could turn your blog into eventually that can actually make you money. And then of course there's actual physical books, which I mean, I don't know that there's any industry that has changed more than that one, you know, gone are the days where you had to send physical manuscripts to different publishers and try to get a book deal. Uh, so, you know, with the whole self-publishing movement, if you have something you actually want as a physical book, any print shop can do it for you, which is just super cool and amazing. And it's almost like the next level of business card, right, Jenny? Like there's, yeah. there's a, it's so easy to, to do that it's almost expected in some ways that you must have a book, right? You know, and I think, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's really intriguing what you can do with self-publishing. 
Yeah, it's a calling card. And I will say, um, having started to embark on this journey of self-publishing and also having worked with a couple of, of traditional publishers over the years, whether I was considering publishing with them or actually having published with them, I will say that self-publishing seems incredibly beautiful and easy compared to the rigmarole of the traditional publishing world. And, you know, the caveat is that I've published things like academic textbooks, which are not normal. So I'm not a normal person, but um, that process is intense. And like, I don't know, I don't appreciate having to have everything I, I put out be peer reviewed and, you know, heavily edited and audited by someone. It's it's quite liberating to be to know that you can write something that's of importance to you and your community and your audience and that you are the gatekeeper of your own work getting out into the world. So th- those are some ideas. And, and I just wanted to say one more strategy for those of you who haven't heard of it, because I thought everyone had, and then I talked to Sandy and she hadn't. So clearly not everyone in the world has heard of it. I'm not going to say the abbreviation for this word because Sandy <laughs> will tease me eternally for it. But National Novel Writing Month is its a nonprofit focused effort that encourages people to write a novel or an entire book in the span of one month. And we're just finishing up at the time of this recording, we're finishing up November in 2017. And every single November, there's this event to help people write a novel in a month or write a book in a month. And so, you know, maybe this isn't your year to do that. But if you're starting to embark on a writing project and you want to commit to to putting your content out into the world over the course of 2018, you may want to pencil in this objective for next November like you may be able to in fact write an entire book over the course of that month which is to me super cool and super exciting Nanao Remo is that right <laughs> Nanao Remo I don't know how to say I've never actually heard anyone say it well maybe loud. they don't say it maybe they speak the whole thing out people write it like that so they must speak it like that Sandy anyway I think it's a really cool idea to work up to that. Maybe we should do that next year, Sandy. We should write an entire book in the month of November. Oh my we'll gosh. just have to like move our launch strategies around a little bit. <laughs> our time, our launch times around. Yeah, so I, you know, there's a lot available to you. There's almost no gatekeeper anymore in any of this. It's basically free. And establishing yourself as an expert and an, as a growing authority in your niche market is in many ways invaluable to your role as an online entrepreneur. So for those of you who do have a blog, we encourage you to share it with us and to keep writing. Um, Seth Godin has a public blog. We talk about Seth Godin every episode, basically. But you know he encourages people to write publicly every single day. And I think there's something about, you know, that's different about writing publicly versus privately where you're actually putting your thoughts and ideas out into the world and people can react to them. In full, complete sentences. <laughs> yeah, not your morning chicken scratch, which is also important. Um, so, so he encourages that. But if you can't do it every day, I would highly encourage everyone to con- commit to a content calendar that's at least weekly and and again if it's not if writing is not your thing and you don't love to write you know I would say think about taking on a podcast or a YouTube channel where you have at least once a week a public commitment to yourself and your community to put out consistent content um, because there's no better way to become an expert than, than to start teaching something right like that's every that's an old adage in any education field and it's it's really true like I there's no better way to learn than to teach. So um, encourage everyone to take it on. In Nathan's book, um, he talks to Seth Godin about his daily blog. And I guess 
uh, Seth is often asked about writer's block. And he says, uh, Seth's response to that is, uh, I never get writer's block because I write like I speak. And I never, like most of us don't have like talking block. So, you know, there's no difference to him. So, and also Nathan says, if you do have writer's block, then lower your standards, which I love. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's right. And you know, like it, it's not going to be perfect and it doesn't have to be perfect. Like it, if you're so I'm a bit of a perfectionist and there's a lot of things that I've held back on in my life and in this business and I've just please learn from my mistakes the more you put yourself out there and take a risk and show up I it the better everything is like it's it's hard to emphasize that more I guess um this podcast for us is our form of a weekly practice. Um, it's we do a significant amount of writing and outlining before each episode, and um, and it's been so incredibly rewarding to have this commitment to ourselves and publicly to put this content out every single week. And the episodes are not always perfect, right? But we are getting better. We're proud of what we're doing, and I I I couldn't have imagined a better experience. And you know the same thing with the the blog is our primary driver of, of new people to our our brand and our site, right? So having a blog, I don't always want to put out our blog posts. Like it's a little arduous sometimes. It's not as fun as the podcast. And yet the blog has an incredible impact on our business and therefore on our lives, right? So just start to think about ways that you can incorporate this consistent content practice into your business. All right, let's move on to joy and hustle. You got the joy. Okay, so the joy is from the blog Zen Habits by Leo Balbauta. I hope I said that right, Leo. I think it's Babauta. Babauta. And um, it's called Why You Should Write Daily. And he has, in his very Zen way, a beautifully succinct uh, blog post with these tips that, that talk about um, how, why you should write every day. He's done it for a number of years. That's what his whole blog is about. Um, and he's got some uh, why he does it and then some how-to, sort of some tips and tricks to get yourself to write every single day. And I just want to say, I meant to say this earlier, but you know, many of our listeners are yoga teachers because that's the core of our community. And you all understand the importance of a daily practice. Like it's way more important that we practice for, you know, 10 minutes a day or 15 minutes a day than to do like a two hour power practice on the weekend. And you all know that and understand the way the human body works and how important the practice is emotionally to have daily. And so I just would, would, you know, ask you to relate to writing and content creation in the same way that even though it seems like a tremendous amount to take on, to do it every day, it actually is the best possible way to train your your mind and your being into becoming an expert in, and, and getting good at this content creation work. Okay, and the hustle? The hustle is Nathan's book, and it's called Authority. It's by Nathan Berry, and it says, become an expert, build a following, and gain financial independence. So we were both gifted this book this summer. It's a really good how-to guide on how to write an ebook. but the first chapter, as we were talking about earlier, is really the magical part. It's where Nathan discusses the importance of developing a regular writing practice for yourself and your business. So yeah, have a read. You can get the ebook. I don't think it's very expensive. Um, we'll link to it in the show notes. There you go. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. We will see you on Wednesday in office hours. And until then, have a great week. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.
Soulful MBA is not just the name of our podcast. It's also the name of our premium business course and community. If you are a wellness entrepreneur who dreams of growing your business online, but you're not clear on your next steps and you wish you had someone to guide you, then we've got something for you. Get Soulful MBA's first syllabus and three free video lessons by heading over to soulful.mba slash sample.